I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends, Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by Viore. You're sick and tired of your old traditional workout gear, then I have two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. This line of active wear is truly unbelievable. And here's why. Look, you've seen me. You've seen the shorts I do on YouTube. I walk around. I do stuff. I listen to podcasts when I walk. I make calls when I walk. I like to wear comfortable workout equipment, you know, like nothing nuts, just like a really nice pullover, comfortable pants to walk around. Viore is designed to work out in whatever you're doing, but it doesn't look or feel like you're working out at all. It's so freaking soft and comfortable. You'll never want to take it off. And here's the best part. You don't have to take it off. Wear Viore clothing to train, travel, or lounge around the house. I do a lot of lounge around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash ringer. V-U-O-R-I dot com. Slash ringer. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you all back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. And the answer is yes, I missed you just as much as you missed me, quite possibly even more. I've actually been kind of lost uh, without all of my dedicated Death Taxes and Bananas podcast listeners. Uh, I've been getting all your messages in the inbox. When's the pod coming back? Who are you having on next? When are you going to start an OnlyFans? And uh, I've got a, a, an answer to a couple of those questions. One of them might be disappointing. OnlyFans, is, we're still shelving that idea, all right? But this is the first episode back of 2022, and I figured what better way to kick off this new year with our first episode back with an absolute legend in the game. The word legend, the word vet, the word OG, in my opinion, these days gets thrown around way too cavalierly, all right? So to start off this year, I'm going to kick it off with one of the guys who started it all, a true OG in every sense of the word. And I'm not talking about an original gangster. I'm talking about the original godfather, my friend, absolute legend of the game, Mark Long. Give it up. The crowd goes fucking wild. Let me give you, can I give you an introduction that I do in all my cameos? Yes, please do. I said, just in case the audio or video is a little unclear on your end, this is the Mark Long, AKA the godfather, 
aka the champ champ, aka the OG of OGs, coming in hot, <laughs> pardon my French, Johnny, fucking ferocious. That is what I give on every one of my cameos. I come in a thousand miles an hour. Thank you for having me, my brother. What we might do, why don't we just, you know what, I'll talk to the editor. We'll just edit my intro out. And we'll just throw yours in there. Maybe we'll put my voice over. Oh, that'd be perfect. Right? That'd be perfect. I, I, I've said that now probably 80 million times. Now people are saying, are you coming in hot and ferocious? I'm like, you goddamn right I am. The champ champ coming in fucking ferocious, Mark Long. So I'm actually glad that we're, uh, let, let's plug our cameos here for, for a second. I do the same thing. My, my sign off is always the same. It's always live, love, go fucking bananas. But. Do you have, I mean, cause listen, dude, we've done probably a billion cameos at this point. I think I'm in like the 2000 range somewhere in there. Do you almost kind of have like a script you go into when you do cameos for fans? If it's a, if it's a, if it's a holiday, if it's a birthday, if it's something that you've done a million times, I mean, cause it's hard to be original every single time. Do you almost kind of have a, a, a script you go on in your head when you do one of those? I absolutely have my intro locked and loaded at all times. I mean, they probably get if, if they come on and actually check out my page, it's the same intro, but I give the same energy. I give the same intensity. I give the same, you know, hot and ferocious vibe each time, but I try to mix it up a little bit, but listen, you can only say happy birthday or congratulations in so many words. So I try to sprinkle a little Godfather in there, but um, yeah, it's uh, usually, like I said, I usually drink a little caffeine before little, little Mountain Dew straight up and come in just firing fastballs, you know? Do you knock them all out at once? Or I I have this weird, I'm a procrastinator. All right. We're going to get into New Year's resolutions in a second. And I've said in the past, I'm going to give up procrastinating for New Year's. It's obviously not happened. I literally wait until there's five minutes left before my cameo expires before I do it. We have seven days. Right. I don't know what it is. I'm like, it's like I, I revert back to like my, when I was in school and I have six months to do a project and I wait until 24 hours before to get it done. Yeah. You know what I find like, I find myself going, oh, I have some in the queue. Let me knock about three or four off right out of the bat. So I don't do one at a time. Never. I usually line them up, whether it's, hey, this looks like it might be some good lighting or, oh, this is a cool background or, hey, I feel all jacked up from the gym inside my car. <laughs> uh, so it's usually about three or four together. But I'm like you, I, I never... I find myself waiting at least a few days to knock them out because I'll usually have my mom going, hey, do you have any more of those video things that you got? And I'm like, oh, you just reminded me, mom. Of course I do. But uh, my mom and dad think it's the wildest thing ever. They don't they can't believe you get paid money to just record a video for two minutes. I'm in I'm in the same boat. What's one of the uh, what's one of the weirdest requests you've ever gotten on Cameo? Oh, I always get the. Uh, you know, it's my friend's birthday. Do you mind doing it shirtless or do you mind doing like a magic mic dance? Or I get this a lot. Do you mind reenacting when you freaked out on the bus and punched the bus? Can you give me like that kind of vibe? I always get that. So those are my two. memorable, memorable moment. I've I've had to break up with somebody's uh, significant other. before. Did you really? Yes. Yes. I got Did you request. let them down softly. Uh. I told, I, listen, I read from the script. I, I basically said exactly what they wanted me to say. And it was something along the lines like, listen, we've been trying this for a while. I know Johnny Bananas is, is, is your, you know, you idolize this guy. This is someone that, that, that you look up to. Um, who better uh, to let you down uh, than like, you know, kind of the legend himself. So that was kind of the, oh. the, the script I went with. But I felt really bad doing it. Cold but blooded. I took the money nonetheless. That's cold-blooded. You're probably now his worst, your least favorite after that. I don't know, man. It's not like I was like, hey, me and me and your uh, your girlfriend is now my girlfriend. It was just like, yo, I'm just doing her a favor. You know, I mean, I guess, listen, if I was going to get broken up with, I'd want like Brad Pitt to do it. Yeah, right. 
I, I'm thinking, you know what? I would probably, uh, Brad Pitt's high up there on my, my uh, level of celebrity as well. I, I, I mean, I think I could get let down easy by Brad Pitt. I'll go for that. Why not? Yeah, man. Why not, dude? Um, all right. So speaking of, I mean, just, you know, what we've been up to and everything. How have you been, man? What do you, what have you been up to? How are your holidays? Dude, my What'd holidays you do for, were uh, great. I was uh, talking to my brother the other day and said, you know, it, it actually took me leaving Los Angeles to have my best year in Hollywood that I've ever had. Um, you know, Challenge All-Stars hit hard this year. We did, you know, uh, a few seasons of that. It seems to be a critic's favorite, a fan's favorite. I'm just so happy with that. Hopefully we can do many more. Hopefully we get the Banana Man on there sometime. That would be fantastic. But I've had a great year. You know, I just, I announced I'm doing a, uh, a celebrity reality cooking concept show with uh, Objective Ooh. Media, who you did worst cooks wow. for. So I partnered with wow. them. Yeah. Okay. So uh, hopefully you kept that fucking apron nice and shiny in a corner somewhere. Big things are happening, my friend. Yeah, so, Big so things it's, are it's, happening. It's going to be, I'm um, hopefully, I'm, I'm, I've raised the bar in 2021. I want to raise it even higher in 2022. I feel like I now have some respect behind my name in the producing department, which is always yeah. nice. Yeah. And um, it's amazing, dude. I'm just... Uh, I just bought a house. I'm coming to you live and clear from, from the house in Florida. I got on the lake. So it's it's all good right now for the Mark Long uh, productions. You know what I mean? I love it, man. I, Mark Long. So you have your own production company too Yeah, now. I started my own production company, Mark Long Productions. I just did a, a fire training and rescue academy pilot that we did in Texas earlier this year. I'm about to go out and do a kind of like a retro travel talk show um, in February with some classic pop culture faces that you've seen and love and hit so hard back in the nineties. So I'm, I'm just, I think nostalgia is where it's at. It makes everyone feel good. And I am, I'm, I'm, I'm raising the bar on that and hitting it over the head. And I think it's going to be a, a, a genre that's not going to go away for a long time. I've always admired that about you. You are like, you never rest, dude. You never stop. You are always like your, your grind and your drive is, is, is enviable because you never stop going. And this is true from like, I mean, the first time I ever met you actually was, and, I, and I'll never forget, it was after my season of the real world. It was at, uh, what was the bar in St. Louis called that, that we used to always oh, do? America's Pub. America's Pub. And I remember uh, my, it was like the whole cast. I think like, like five of us. And we met you. And I remember, dude, you were hosting Reality Remix at the time on, uh, what was it? Fox Reality. Fox Reality, yep. Um, and just absolutely crushing the bar appearance game, which is, which was a, I love that part of my life, but I'm glad it's over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing like getting on, on a plane, a red eye plane or the early morning plane being totally hung oh, over or still drunk. God, 20 days. Uh, like I look back and I'm like the amount of years I probably took off of my life. Okay. The amount of brain cells I probably killed. I mean, for those people who don't know out there. Back in the day, like you couldn't necessarily make a living on the challenge. You you actually couldn't, even if you won. I mean, because the prize was so much smaller because you were basically splitting it between, you know, your team. Right. The bar game is really like what what we earned a lot of we, we made a living on. And it was, you know, what, a couple grand per appearance. But I mean, we were absolutely knocking them out of the park. I was doing at one time 20 gigs a month, but that was like. 20 days straight in a different state, in a different bar, getting absolutely annihilated. And again, waking up the next day and just lather, rinse, repeat. It was like Groundhog's Day. I went on a nine-week 
appearance tour, bar tour with Eric Nice. Oh, and when God. I tell you this guy is the oddest, most interesting human oh. being on the planet. You don't say, you mean Eric Nice, the guy that drinks his own pee, Eric Nice? Oh my God. The guy that drinks his own pee, when he had his child, he was taking a little teaspoon of his poop out of his what? diaper because it what? was the purest form of, of gut cleaning uh, device. Still one of my favorite stories ever. Tell me about Eric Nice the giving birth process and like the, the, the baby's name and like the umbilical so, cord. So Eric Neese sent me a random text. It was probably two paragraphs. And he said, Mark, <laughs> I just had a child. I'm not naming him yet. I'm going to let himself name himself. I'm calling him Starboy. Um, we had a, a natural birth. We didn't go into the hospital. Um, okay. And actually days later, he ate part of the placenta and he's taking little teaspoons of poop out of his diaper because he feels like that's the most cleanest form of, of a gut cleansing, um, purified form ever. Um, and it was amazing. He says he walks, he was walking around his property naked into the woods and just living like a modern day caveman. I mean, it, there was no one else in this world that you compared to Eric, you know, saving his urine, washing his hair with his pee. Um, he bought a full, he bought a rice cooker on the bus for the, these bar tours. He was cooking like five pounds of rice a day in the Winnebago. It was insane, but he's a uh, searcher, man. I love Eric. We share a birthday in the same age. Like, I love that guy. Guys, guys is they don't make them like they used to, man. And this is what I've, this is what I've said time and time again about the challenge and about before the challenge, real world road rules, the original you know, the bullpen, dude, where the challengers came from. And I just feel like, I mean, in your opinion, what was it? Do you think it was just a generational thing where that generation was just, I guess, grittier and, and, and harder and, and more dynamic? Or do you think it had something to do with the casting where it's like those same people, the Eric Nieces, the Mark Longs, the whatever, the Anissa's, the, 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 the Veronica's, the, the Rachel's like those old school OGs, you think those type of people still exist and they're just not being being cast? Or do you think that, again, that's just like a bygone era and we're just never going to see that brand, that breed of human being again? I think the era has shifted. And part of the problem, and I guess it's not a problem because it's actually helped a lot of people in a lot of ways, but it's also hurt, I think is we didn't have the social media era back there. We weren't going on to get the most tweets or get the most likes on Instagram or whatever. We went on there because we were our truest form of ourself. And yeah, yeah the casting back then was, was vigorous. I mean, I remember going on, you know, a dozen casting calls before I actually got picked for, for what I ended up doing, which was road rules. And then, you know, all the challenges. So I think today by, not doing those in-depth castings, sometimes they're light on personality and light on substance rather than just, hey, this guy's hot or this girl's a pretty girl. So I do think because of social media, it has changed. You know, I'd rather I'd rather cast a guy that has a great personality and has five followers than cast someone that's, you know, has a million followers, he's good looking, but has a zero. You know what I mean? Like that's just how I operate. But I, I just think it's been a huge shift in terms of social media and what people go on these TV shows for. I think, and, and I've said this, you know, before, I, I think there's a sense of entitlement now that I see w with cast members. And I think part of it is a generational thing. I just think that this generation is just not used to working for basically like the finished product. You know what I mean? 
People expect to come on one season of the show and leave with 10 million followers, a brand, a clothing line, show deals up the ass. And it's like, no, like that does not happen overnight. That's something that takes time. That's something that takes hard work. That's something that takes a grind. And again, I think that social media is definitely a, a, a part of that. Put it this way. When we came up and it was, we, we were, you know, similar, similar times come up reality TV, social media didn't exist. And again, to your point, people went on the challenge. People went on real world and road rules for the experience, for the love of the game. And because social media and Twitter and Instagram didn't exist, they weren't doing it for followers. They weren't doing it for likes. And I think that now that that has shifted. And I feel like uh, people's reasoning. And I feel like the reason that people go on has shifted as well. Um, and that is, is, is very apparent in, uh, in, in kind of the finished product. And you see people going on with a character that they want to, uh, right. you know, put out there and they're not necessarily being the authentic version of themselves. Who's to say that even if social media didn't exist, that these people would actually have an authentic version of themselves. But again, I really do think that, you know, just the, uh, Who's coming on these days? Who's casting is just different. Yeah, they've seen the rewards for for people like yourself of being a standout character, right? I mean, they've seen the opportunity that you get if you are a standout character, the the callbacks, the repetitive seasons. So for them knowing that and knowing they should, you know, if they don't come in with something over the top or different, then they're going to kind of fall by the wayside. I just, one of the things that we noticed when I did All-Stars 1 was even... Even when we had beef on the show and then after the show, everyone was on a text change. The entire cast was on a text chain. And even if you said something kind of bad or kind of argue with someone, there was still an underlying sense of love within the community. I feel like today there is a hostile. It's ugly. It is ugly. And they can't wait to crap on each other, which which is sad. Listen, I get it. They want to be controversial, but I mean... I think you could still do that, but have some sort of respect for the person that made this product with you. I mean, we, we, you know, even the Trishel and Katie thing from first season, they had a huge blow up. I don't know if they'll ever be best friends again, but even on the text change, they were still friendly to each other and supportive to each other. It's like everything, you know what? It's not that serious guys. You know what I mean? It is at the end of the day, reality television. We're not going and fucking creating, you know, doing brain surgery. I remember when the, 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 the transition happened where to your point, it used to be whatever happened on the challenge, whatever happened during filming, even if it wasn't on camera, totally fair game that could be brought up, whether it was social media or on a reunion show, even if people didn't know about it. Then I started to notice this, this very scary trend where people's personal lives and things that happened off the show you know, people, cast members, fans, producers weren't privy to then started being brought not only into the show, but then after the show was over. So it's almost like it's one thing. I feel like if, if, if you do something, say something within the parameters of the house during filming, whether it's on camera or not fair game. Okay. Right. Fair game. You hooked up with someone, you, you, you did someone dirty, you lied to some, whatever. But what people started doing was then bringing up things from people's personal lives and bringing them onto the show as leverage or a way to screw people over. Or even worse, would when filming wasn't even taking place, they would start 
finding rumors, finding things that people did, and they would start trying to like really ruin their lives. Okay. In real life. And it's like, it ain't that serious, man. And then again, then not only it was cast members, then when all the, 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 the T pages, the Stan accounts, the fan accounts who, who knows, probably some of them belong to cast members. Then when they started now, man, it's like, you never know, you know, you, you, there's always so many people out there trying to, to dig up dirt on you, trying to find, and if they're fans of you, they're going to go after this person, but they're fans of this person and they hate you. It's almost like they're doing their dirty work for them. So, I mean, the landscape has completely changed. I mean, it is a, it is a jungle out there. And you see that every day with some of the accounts, you know, you can tell who their favorites are. You can tell who they're just aiming the uh, target right to the forehead. It's, it's, I, I do think this, I think one of the best things about what we do, and I said this in meetings before and I'll, I'll back it up. One of the best things that we do in, in our genre of reality television is we do have the best fans. I mean, our fans will ride to us till the yeah. end and they will yep. not only stick up for you, they will go against people that talk negatively about you when they don't know that when, when you know that that's not true or something that's said that's not true, though. So I've said this, there's no other fan base as rabid, supportive and engaged as the reality TV fan base. And that's why. You know, no, you the, 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 the challenge, the challenge fan base for sure, not just reality, because there are people who've come on from Survivor, Big Brother, whatever you name the other shows. And they were like, I thought I knew what rabid, crazy fans were until I came on the challenge. Like these fans, nobody holds a candle to 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 as involved and engaged and right. as aggressive as they like can an, be. If we had like an island of the flies where it was the challenge fans on an island and everyone else is combined, the challenge fans would eat them up in two days. I mean, it's just, you know why? It's it's one of the longest running running series. Yep. It's it's yep. I feel like the difference between those cast members and us is our fans grew up with us and they yep. have a quote unquote relationship with our evolution of, of ourselves. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. I, you can do a package on survivor and tell someone where they're from and all that stuff. But knowing Johnny went since 23 or knowing myself, when I did my road rules, I was 21 years old and I'm 50 now. I mean, they've grown up with us. There is a, there is a relationship that is unprecedented between us and our fans. And I love it. That's why like you, I try to respond to, you know, the tweets that I can or the messages that I can, because, you know, I'm a fan of that myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will comment on someone's stuff because I am a fan of what we do. And I think that's one of the reasons it's been around so long. Man. So as, as much as the hate goes around amongst cast members, I do think the core audience and the core fan base of our show is very supportive of us as a group and it just shows when you keep getting picked up for season after season. And, and I love the fan base of the challenge and all-star. So it's great. It's unlike any other fan base. And, and, and that's one of the, the, the points that you made was it's one of the only shows. The challenge is now there are other shows that are doing it. Now they do bachelor in paradise. They're doing like all-stars for big brother and all-stars for survivor. But that was never a thing. A lot of these shows were one and done. You do one season, you're gone. Challenge is the one that started bringing back fan favorites and and bringing people back season after season after season. And that is what has allowed our fans to not just follow us uh, over the years, but to also grow with us. And and the majority of my fans now, it's funny. It's like they're a lot of them are, are very close in my age. They're like, I started watching you when I was in college. Now I'm married. I have kids. I got my kids watching it. 
And I also think that's one of the reasons why the challenge has had a difficult time bringing in this influx of new people and having the fans buy in because our fan base is just different. Our fan base knows what they want. All right. And they don't want anything new and that's never going to change. So I think that's why all stars has resonated so well with the challenge fandom is because we're you Buna Murray, you've created this, 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 this perfect storm um, that is really, I think, satisfying a craving that a lot of challenge fans have had for a long time. And that is their favorites. That is nostalgia. And that is just like taking them back uh, to, you know, to the good old days and making them feel at home. Johnny, um, another thing is, is, you know, you announce a cast for, for all stars. You're not going to the computer and Google and names. I mean, you know, everyone, you know what I'm saying? So it's, yep. there's something that's like, like you said, it's the nostalgia. It brings you back to that time. That's why the music matches the era, even though it is 2022. The music, the music is fucking phenomenal. And everyone says that. It just, I had someone say, I've had multiple people say, look, every time I watch it, I just smile the whole time because the music and everything, and it just feels like home. And I think that's that's a real big feather in our cap for for Buna Murray and Paramount to, to, to go for it and, and to do that. And I'm just glad that, you know, I've never read really a bad comment about it, whether it's in the press or from fans. It's always like, we want more or we want, you know what I mean? How come there's only 10 episodes? Why isn't there 50? You know, so you go in like the flagship show and I love that, but it's like, you get a mixed bag of comments. It's like, you know, I just, I just, I'm glad they took a risk to do it. I knew it would be successful. And uh, it's just, I, I couldn't be thankful enough, man. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends. Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Now, before we uh, get into All-Stars, because obviously I want to, I, I definitely want to cover that. Let's take a little walk down memory lane. You are, I mean, the Godfather nickname moniker fits you, you know, perfectly. Because again, uh, you've been around since basically the inception of the challenge. Uh how, what was the first challenge? Did you do the first? You did the first challenge ever, right? Yeah. So, so what was the I, first challenge? What was the format? Like, how serious was it? Like, just g- give me a rundown for people who 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 didn't know what the challenge used to be like. Just kind of break it down for us. Yeah. The, the 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 thing that was great about you know, and trust me, it's been so long ago. Fuck, I have to like remember it. But I remember it was a true real world versus road rules challenge. And the premise was, if you won the challenge of the day, you got to go on like a rock star, you know, crazy, you know, rock star bus and had a driver and everything. If you lost, you had this beat the shit Winnebago that you had to drive that barely ran. And and so, so we would go from city to city, you know, swapping out, you know, who got the good ride, who got the bad ride, but it was still a sense of, you know, we could basically, the leash was long. Like if we wanted to go somewhere, we just did it. Like now it's, you know, it's very strict and stuff. So like it was such a, a, the wild west, I would say back then, because 
I remember just being able to, you know, I remember doing even recently, I remember going to battle the sexes and taking a golf cart from Santa Fe, New Mexico, taking it out on the highway on a day off. We drove it like three miles up and went to a rodeo and we got <laughs> to the rodeo and I looked over and half the production crew was there and we got in trouble, but they didn't kick us off or find us. They just made us go home. Or I remember Eric Neeson and I left uh, one night. We met Goldberg, the wrestler for dinner in Santa Fe and watched this big oaf drink like seven glasses of whole milk during dinner. And like, you could do anything. I got a, one of the days of when I was off on the gauntlet, I went down and rented a hotel room and Robin and I went, went on a hotel room that one night. So like, it was so wild west and free. And I don't know, you know what it's like, dude, I always compare it to this. It's like, you ever just wonder why, like the, the, the old 90210, like it was just such a great era. Like, when the music came on, you run in the, you know, yes. the living yes. room, you know, boom. To, like, the, to this day, so like, to this day, when I hear that, it, right. it, it, it makes it brings you feel you back. great. So yeah. that's how it was. And like, you know, they try to do the, the new 90210 or they try to do the, you know, the new Save by the bell. And, and it's, it's great. Don't get me wrong. All those new things are great. It's just, there's nothing that really hits you in the stomach, like those original things. And I think from, from the days of just, starting that challenge and not knowing really where it was going to go or what, what it was going to be. It was just, it was an amazing time because the crew was kind of learning like we were learning. There was, yeah. it was, it wasn't structured. Yeah. I'll give you a story. No one knows this on our road rules, the original road rules. We went through New Orleans and one night the production band got broken into and they stole like a dozen shot tapes. This was tapes that would have ruined the show. They had to put an article out in the paper and ended up paying off some person $3,000 to bring back these tapes. Like the show would have been F. If wow. this didn't have, so like there, it was just the wild west back then. And just, you know, Kit and I would take the, the Winnebago and go off and, 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 and just like, ran, run, like randomly drive around without the cast. It was great. So it started, like you said, with real, real world and road rules. Was there like a baked in rivalry between the two franchises? I mean, there had to have been, right? For sure. I mean, the the real world crew always thought that they were, I guess, slicker than the road rules crew, but inevitably the road rules crew was always physically more dominating than the real. It was like, it was like white collar, blue collar. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that first challenge, we just completely demolished the real world team. It was, it was a joke. Um, I feel like the only competition they won was when we they got judged. And I feel like the judging crew threw them a, a W because they were losing so bad. But I mean, it, you know, I think I remember this. It wasn't even like we won. We had to split it. It wasn't even that much. But I remember I came home with like $8,000 in 20s in my backpack. That's like what I got for winning the, the, the first challenge. So it was like, it wasn't like today. It was just, like you said, people just did it because it was such a fun experience and people would have paid to do it. They didn't even care about the winning stuff. I mean, it was great. You want some cash, but it was just so fun and different at the time and like carefree. It was fucking great. I mean, I came into the game, you know, when I came in, I feel like it was kind of the tail end of the Wild West. All right. Because I remember there was still, my first challenge was the duel. We did it in Brazil. Um, and I remember production was, it was, it was very lax. It was like, all right, Saturdays were weekends were off Saturdays. It's like when, when you're off, you're off crews gone, no cameras, no holds barred people who like weren't hooking up during the week. Cause cameras were there. We're like, all right, tonight's the night, the tonight's when we're just going to blow it all out. 
they'd have a van. They were like, all right, who wants to go into town and get wasted? They just had, we had some random Brazilian driver got back. I mean, smoking weed. Like, I'm like, this is fucking nuts. Right. And then, uh, I slowly saw it was, that was my first challenge. I was obviously eliminated first. It was, uh, you know, not, not my finest hour. And then I remember going on, uh, Inferno three still off days. We had, a, we had a, uh, a, an alcohol closet, every type of alcohol you could possibly imagine. Jack Daniels, tequila, vodka. And it was just always open. You could literally get hammered every single day, morning, noon, and night. And we had, you know, laptops. We could watch videos. We had cameras, the whole thing. That was the season when they actually changed the rules about not filming on, on Saturdays because one night we got all wasted and we were harassing everyone and Ace got punched in the face by Susie and product. And it was this huge storyline. And like, well, we have no footage of this. So now we're going to start bringing a camera crew out on Saturdays. And I think that that incident was almost the beginning of the end because that, uh, you know, Justin Booth, who is the, uh, the, 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 the producer who came on really starting to started to like tighten the screws on the show and tur- took it from being a game show with carnival games. And I mean, he's got a military background. He turned it into a strategic. He actually started implementing things that they do in the military isolation techniques and, 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 and you know, started really instituting like military style structure into the format of the game to make it more seriously. And I noticed it was like, it, it was like things were slowly taken away. First, it's like your Saturdays are gone, right? Now you're having a camera. Uh, no more. Uh, we had a we had a house cell phone. You could call anyone you wanted any time of the day. Cell phones gone. Now you get one phone call a week. Lap laptops are gone. And then after that, it was like just slowly, slowly, it started, uh, you know, evolving into what it is today. Which is, I mean, dude, the the, the flagship show is like you're in, you're in prison. You're in it prison. Is run. It's so, so funny you mentioned Justin Booth. When you know Justin Booth is doing the show, you're like, okay, this is this Here isn't going to be a walk in the park. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, it, it's so funny. I remember Johnny. One of the funniest moments back in the day when it was still loose and carefree. We did um, Battle of the Sexes one in Jamaica, and and they used to give us. Remember, they used to give us clothes like this was like we got like a bunch of Aeropostale clothes like that we were supposed to wear so that you could. It was approved. So swag bags. I remember those. Yeah. yeah the so, swag. so so I remember Puck went around and gathered everyone's clothes that they didn't like or didn't want. And he just walked off into the jungle of Jamaica with these clothes. And he came back with like two cases of red stripe beer and three lobster tails and a machete. So he did like he did like a trade with these locals and came back with lobster tails, uh, beer and a machete. And oh, my I, God. I remember like we ended up we ended up cooking them that night. And, and like I remember Eric Neese like baking up, we got somehow got marijuana and he baked up some brownies and half the cast almost lost their minds. It's like, but like they just it was, you know what it was? It was just um like you said, it was just it was the Wild West, man, because I don't think the crew had necessarily figured it out yet, which they've totally figured out now. So it was like they were kind of flying by the seat of their pants and kind of figuring out like when we were, which was it was such a great time, man. It was just so fun. It was so, yeah. so much fun. There was no rules. There was no, and, and I mean, here's the other thing. It was almost like, I think back to of some of the stuff that, that, that we did, challenges included. And it's like, it was almost as like liability didn't exist back then. No, 
Never. It was, it was like, do whatever you want, say whatever you want, dangle off whatever you want. Like, we'll let you guys run around. Like, the fact that that more, like, that, 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 that something just really, I mean, tragic didn't happen over the years oh, for is sure. actually a miracle. With, with what we got, with, with the maniacs and the, that they put in the house together with the amount of booze and just, it's, 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 it's miraculous that, uh, that, that, that something tragic didn't happen. Like you said, there was, there was booze, any chance you could get back then if you wanted it. Now, you know, they kind of temper it and whatnot. There was a kind time of, zone. what did you say? Kind of temper. I heard now I haven't done the last few seasons, but I hear now they're giving out drink tickets. All right. First season was the ruins when they, that was when they really clamped down on the alcohol for two reasons. One, Tanya was filling up water bottles and getting hammered and she in the morning before anyone woke up and she'd be drunk at 8 a.m. And then it was the Brad and Darrell uh, fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, the they, when, when they were both drinking uh, Jack Daniels. So that was when... That was when they took away all brown liquor and then they started dying the vodka blue. Yeah. Everyone always asks this. Fans are always like, why is the what do you what's this green blue drink you guys are always drinking? It's vodka with food coloring to prevent us from putting it in water bottles and getting drunk at the challenge, which I don't know who would do that nowadays. But so so all stars was great because they weren't. I mean, obviously, you would think because a lot of the cast are older, they would be more, more responsible. It was still they would give it out loosely here and there. You know what I mean? They did. They absolutely did not let us have any time you want to drink, drink. But I remember there was a time where we did a challenge back in the day and we got loaded up in a van and it was on top of this huge mountain. And as I'm sitting there, it's me and like, I remember me, Brad and some other people were sitting on top of this mountain and all the vans started leaving and everyone started, the crew started leaving. All of a sudden everyone left except our van was sitting up there with no driver, no producer, and everyone was gone and the keys were in the car. And I remember I hopped up in the driver's seat. It's just, it drove down this crazy mountain with all the cats freaking out in the background, passing, when I got down to the city, passing another crew thing, they looked over and saw me and they were like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I remember, I think someone got fired that day and sent home. But like, it again, we could talk about this forever, but it just, it was the wild west back then. And, and and anything went and anything goes. It was great. Gauntlet three, Adam King got left at the at the challenge house. You know, there's some cast members. I love Adam King to death, but there are certain cast members that production just doesn't really notice when they're gone. There are certain people, if a Wes or a Mark or a Johnny Bananas or a CT like is gone for a few hours, production's gonna be like, uh, where the fuck? We haven't seen him in a bit. Right. If a if a Adam King or like a Davis goes missing, it's like they they don't really notice because they don't contribute that much anyways. Well. We all got packed up. It was a challenge day. All right. We all pile in the bus. We take off. We get to the elimination and or the, the challenge for that day. No, the elimination, because I remember it was only it was right down the street. It was probably about a mile away from the house. We're all sitting there. We're looking around and we notice that we're light. Uh, one cast member. And about five minutes later, here comes Adam King sprinting down the road, dripping in sweat because we'd left them at the house. Oh, my God. And he came running and he came running down, thought he was going to get eliminated because they forgot him. And it's like, no, Adam, that's that wasn't your bad. That. And then what was the season? I don't know. if I think it was free agents when we left Devin uh, Simone passed out on the bus. All right. We all wow. get off the bus. We go out. We get hammered. We come back. She's asleep on the bus in the back. We all pile off. They take the bus back to the bus depot. Okay. Devin wakes up at like 6 a.m. She has no idea where she's at. She gets up and she is in the middle of a bus depot. Oh, in, my God. In, in Uruguay. All oh right. Oh, my God. 
I have to ask her about that. I have to ask her about that. That's insane. But I'm telling you, I just, you know, I love, I just love all those memories, dude. I love it. Um, just even off, even off of the challenge. Remember when me and you did the celebrity softball? Oh yeah. It was like me, you and the Miz Ace. and a bunch of, yeah, Ace and a bunch of WWE wrestlers at this crazy rock and jock celebrity softball thing. And then like, it ended up all of us getting into like a fake fight, but it made the news and like, it was just, I don't know, man. It was like, no, it actually ended up with Derek finding out he was going to be a dad. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> yes. You and I were in the, in the room with him. Yes. No, like, no, no, we were at a, no, we were at, we were in a room. No, we were outside. We were at some party outside. And I just remember Derek like drunk and being like, I'm not ready for this. I don't know if I'm ready. We're like, what's wrong with Derek? And he's like, I'm going to be, a, he just found out he was going to be no, a dad. Listen, an hour before that, I was in the room with him in a condo and he comes out of the room and goes, uh, my girlfriend's pregnant. I'm going to be a dad. And he went back <laughs> in the room and just shut the door. I'm like, what? This is a huge, huge thing. Dude. Oh my God. Hey, but you know, what's funny. You know, what's funny for me, Johnny. It's like, I've loved because I'm one of the older cast members. Like I've loved seeing everyone grow up just like I've grown up. Like I've loved, like you're a different guy than you were 20 years ago. Derek Kaczynski for sure yes. is a different guy than 20 yes. years ago. So I love watching the maturity of, of those kind of wild ass crazy guys where they still have it in them. But I mean, he's a dad, you know, CT's now a dad. Like I've loved that. And it's just, it's amazing to see that. And I just, I don't know. I, I I guess it's me being a fan as well as being a cast member. You know what I mean? Like I love to see people. And I just, what I, what I hope people like in the future, like I just want people to, to allow people to grow and mature. Like they're not always the same person they were. Like a lot of these cast members, I remember I had a conversation with one of them. I won't say who, but they got into some shit, you know, years ago and, and, and fans just, you know, hated them and whatnot, but like they've really did the work and they've really put in the time to better themselves. So I just want the fans as much as they want to pounce on some people. Sometimes I want them to let them know that people are allowed to grow and they're allowed to mature and they're allowed to become better people. They're not always stuck. And I know some of the things they might've done were terrible, but you know, I'm always a big believer in giving someone second chances. So I yeah, just, Take note, take note, all you, because uh, there's a lot of people who are now going back because now obviously all the old seasons are available, Paramount, Pluto, whatever. So there's people who are watching challenges from what I like to call my dark days. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you were such an asshole when you were 24 years old. I'm like, I'm 39 now. Like we're in a very different position than it. it's very easy to judge when you're not the one who had every mistake we had to grow up. We made a lot of our mistakes. A lot of our growing pains took place on TV. Okay. There's a lot of people, everyone going through their twenties does some really dumb shit that when they look back 10 years later, they're like, eh, that probably wasn't the greatest idea. The difference is a lot of them don't have it recorded and, 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 and basically put on TV for the rest of their lives. Um, so they, you know, it's it's very easy to look at somebody else and be like, oh my God, I, I can't believe you acted like that or said this or did that. And it's like, listen, don't judge me for who I was when I was, you know, 24, 23, you know, whatever, 15 years ago. Judge me for who I am now and what I'm doing today. And, and, and let's be honest, just like reality television and the landscape of the show was different. So it was kind of like 
the rules for like society. Like if you look at, we've evolved, I feel like in a lot of ways, just in like what is now considered um, acceptable behavior in, in, in the public eye. Things have changed a lot. I mean, I, I was just watching, like, I think I watched like American Pie recently and I was watching, you know, I watched a lot of movies over um, COVID, during COVID, Anchorman, um, Wedding Crashers, uh, uh, Dodgeball. And I'm watching these movies and I was even like a bit like taken aback. I'm like, how the fuck, how was this brand of comedy like ever like right. allowed? Like, like it was, it was nuts, dude. And where we are now, it, you know, let's look at, let's view let's view what's happening now through the lens of 2021. Let's not look at something that happened back in 2005 and view it through the lens of 2021. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll put a button on this, but I just think, I think everyone deserves a right to mature. They deserve a right to grow up and they, they deserve a right to make themselves better people. So I'm on board with that hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like I just, amen. New year, new you. Damn right, baby. This episode is brought to you by Maybelline New York. Get ready to bring the heat with Maybelline's newest lip plumping gloss, Lifter Plump. Fair warning though, it's hot. Like, literally. It's formulated with chili peppers to bring a heated sensation and an instant plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Hot Honey, and more. Buy Lifter Plump now on Amazon and use the code 10PLUMP to get 10% off for a limited time. Tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Let's talk about some of your past seasons of the challenge. Um, I remember one of the ones, I mean, before our season, I remember uh, we had some funny stories about, I wasn't on it, but the Duel 2. Oh, Duel 2 was great. Duel 2 was insane. First of all, the Duel 2 <laughs> started off with the Adam CT fight, oh my which God. was like a live theatrical version of a horror show. Like this thing... <laughs> You, they couldn't even do it justice on the show. Like this thing was lasted so much longer than they showed. It was like blood smeared on walls. It was doors ripped off. It was, it was insane. It was the entire girl cast huddled in a room because the, the production, the producers, it was out of him. Like they're like CT was fired the F up. And he was, once he saw that he was bleeding, like I just remember thinking to myself, Granted, this all came after we were all dressed up in a costume party. So everyone's dressed up in onesies. Know. No, no, it wasn't a costume party. You guys all put on you, you guys had Dude, onesies was, in your trade-up. I was dressed up as Brett Michaels from from Rock of Love. I had a wig on and Adam was dressed as Urkel. Um <laughs> CT was like a ninja, but like the duel two was was amazing. There was so many crazy things like it was in um, New this Zealand. This was before the days, this was before the days of security because now Hell we yeah. have and, and this is one of the reasons why. You see these monsters come out of the shadows. Are, yeah. They looked at us and were like, handle that. We're like, I don't get paid for that. You handle that. <laughs> I'm not getting my teeth busted out. But like, you know, it was just that the duel two was great. And I think, I think the fans love that dual format 
You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like, you kind of get to pick your poison. I, I think that's a, a format that I think hopefully we'll get to revisit again soon. But it was, again, you know, we I remember flying to location and Chris Brown, the singer, was in the airport with us with his security. And I remember his security was like huge fans of us. They all ran over and took pictures. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like Chris Brown's like a fan of the challenge. So like, I don't know. Dual 2 was amazing. Like they've always asked me what the best like the best uh, location was for me. I love New Zealand. It was all those extreme. I was sports. jealous that I that I was that I that I was not on that one. Um, one of my favorite one of my favorite stories. I, I heard this story from Evan too. You guys, it was it was like the final four, right? It was you, Brad, Landon, and Evan, right? Yeah. You guys had to decide out of the three of you who was going in against Brad, right? And you guys were sitting at the table, and what you guys decided was, well, let's pull names out of a hat. And then Landon leaves the room. He goes, "Let me go get pieces of paper." And yeah, let me get pieces of paper, my cowboy hat. And then what happened? And literally. The moment he left the door, <laughs> me, Evan, and Brad all are looking at each other like, Landon? Landon? We're like, yes, Landon, Landon. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. So it was a 3-1 vote, and Landon was like, he actually, after that, was like, I never should have left the room. I'm like, you know what, buddy? You shouldn't have left the room. It was great. Was that the same season where um, Isaac had the really long toenail and, and, and Landon clipped it off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was it. So Isaac had this dis- disgusting, for whatever reason, I, Isaac was just uh, just a total weirdo. Uh, loved the guy, but total weirdo. Uh, and, and he had grown his toenail for some strange reason, incredibly long, to the point where his toenail, he actually had it folded around his toe and he had tape. So his toenail was taped. It was like folded under his toe and taped. And I guess... Uh, for whatever reason, Landon decided to uh, to clip it off with toenail clippers, and Isaac got up and was so pissed off that he got his toenail clipped off that he called uh, Landon into an uh, elimination. We know all that yeah. ended, but dude, that, those kind of, like so Isaac is a weird bird. Uh, you remember Puck, obviously? Yes. Who can forget Puck? Puck has a tattoo of a panther on his back, and where the tail is, he has a back hair that he never cuts because it serves as the panther's tail. So he's got about a four-inch back hair coming out oh. right where the panther's tail is. Oh, God. That's another dude. Puck story for you. Oh, he was, Puck is insane, that guy. I don't know where he is today, but he was insane. How about your, uh, in the duel too, I always loved the, the, the story. So you get stuck with Anissa as your partner, right? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't there a time, wasn't there a time in, the, in the final where where she got like swept away in a river? Oh, yeah. So, so we had to cross this river and there was like a line going across the river. So you kind of just shimmy, but you had to hold on to it because the current was so, so hard. Strong. Yeah. So yeah. as I went across, I'm getting, I'm putting my shoes on and I noticed Anissa is halfway through. Let's go with the core because of the current and goes like 50 yards down the river. So I actually stopped went down, assisted her out of the lake and actually got, you know, third place, started off right off the bat, third place. So I want to say I was, it was my most gentlemanly moment during the duel too, is when I fished her out of the, from, from the river, from drowning. And then it was just, that was just a, you know, it's funny. You never have those casts that were just perfect casts. Like that was a, Diem was there. Like, it was just a perfect cast that you've been there before when you've had perfect casts. It's just everything worked out right. X is one. Uh, that was one of my that was one of my all time oh, yeah. favorite favorite seasons. That was the first season you and I did together. Yeah, dude, that was fantastic. And like, 
You and I worked together the whole, like everything happened how it was supposed to happen. You and Robin, me and Camilla, um, uh, CT and Diem. God, what, what a season. I mean, you had your hands full with Robin. Cause oh, yeah. I mean that she's one of those ones who like, I feel like over the years just like got like just more and more insane to the point where it was just, she's always one of those frustrating people where whoever talks to her last, okay. When it's coming to strategy or whatever, that's which way she's going to go. You could have a three hour long strategy session with her and be like, Robin, here's what we're going to do. This is how we're going to vote. This is why we're going to do it. She's like, all right, cool. I'm on board. She literally has like the memory of like a goldfish. She turns around and talks to somebody else. Everything you just talked about out the window. And now she's totally on board. What this person's going to say. We had that prank night. Remember when we were all, I mean, it, we do that. That was just that. That season was just awesome. We had that prank night and for she dumped something on me. And I remember I grabbed hot sauce and I dumped hot sauce on her and it got in her eyes. She got so upset that she put a hex on me. You remember yeah, that? I remember that. And you, and you were scared. You, you thought it was really sticking. I just, I, I, I want to say this because it's, it's, it's sad. Like I've been getting a lot of messages about Robin and I, I mm-hmm. wanted to speak on that a little bit. It's this, she's been, she's in a bad place and, okay. and, and just the, I think the addiction has really taken a hold of her in a terrible way. I know a lot of people have tried to reach out, including her parents and her husband. I hope someone can get to her and convince her to get help. I know deep down she probably wants it. But it breaks my heart knowing that she's in a, such a bad place. And I think Isela from my original All-Stars was in Tampa and, and talked to, I actually saw her one day and talked to her, offered some help. But I just hope because she was such a polarizing character for our group. It's just I, I, well, hilarious. I, I mean, she was always the Robin was always I always thought that she was that that I mean. She didn't, she did not have like an evil bone in her body. No, you know what I no. mean? And that's so, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that she can come out of this dark place for not only her own or herself, but for her kids and her husband and family. But yeah. she was just, she was always such a character, man. I mean, you could say Robin, everyone knows Robin, just like you say Trishel or, or, or Ruthie or, or Veronica. But yeah, it's, uh, those were the wild times, man. That's when we were, uh, Sneaking away, doing stuff. Yeah, doing laundry. Yeah, doing laundry. <laughs> um, I remember us working out once, at, or we were in that little outdoor gym. And I was like, hey, man, let's work out. And you're like, no, nah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be sore for the challenge tomorrow. And I was like, what do you mean you don't want to be sore? And now I get it because that's me saying that to the younger <laughs> guys now. Yeah. I see these guys working out a day before the challenge. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? We got a challenge tomorrow forgetting that it's like, wait a minute, these guys heal a lot quicker than you do when you're 38, 39 years old than you do when you're 23, 24. Dude, battle, the, battle the sex, battle the X is what we were on. I just turned 40. So I was yeah. 40 years old then. I actually thought I was fucking in my prime, to be honest with you. But like, Johnny, imagine, imagine now, imagine me at 50 rolling out of bed for a final, knowing that it's going to be two days of complete hell. I'm like, mother. But if anyone could do it, if anyone could do it, it's you, man. Damn right, man. On on another side note, I finally met Fessy. Oh, shit. Let's hear about this. You guys set up this boxing match or what? Finally met Fessy. He was a pure gentleman. Yeah. Fessy and I got along great. I met him and Nelson at the same night with the charity event. But um, I actually like. I like Fessy. I just think, I almost think he gets a bad rap. He gets a very bad rap, but he brings a lot of it. He brings a lot of it on himself. He does. He does. I will speak on that. But like, my thing is 
he was super nice. He was ch- chatting with me, but I think deep down, he's really an introvert. He's a really introverted guy. 100%. Like he does bring it on himself in some of the posts, obviously, because he's just such a, you know, he believes, you know, he's a competent guy. Why shouldn't he? He's six, five and whatnot. But he said he couldn't find anyone to box him. So like, I think in 2022, I got to box this guy for, so I, I think we're going to set that up. I'll promote, I'll be the, let me be Don King. I'll promote look, it. I, I don't know if like, look, I've never taken boxing lessons, but I guarantee you, I'm going to go in there and, and, and give him a whirl. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's 20 years younger than me, I, I, I can't wait. So I actually owe him a phone call to talk about this. So 2022, the, you know, Godfather versus Fessy, good versus evil. You never know. I'll be there, bro. I'll be there. I'll be one of the ring girls, actually. Perfect. Perfect. I'm going to stop eating carbs right now. So I'm going to drink in a, in, in <laughs> a banana hammock. So talking about, I guess, you know, uh, uh, how things were back in the day to where they are now. Um, obviously, we touched on it before, but we we, we, we got to talk about All-Stars. Is this kind of a way of giving, it, like, a lot of the cast members who, who were, like, sent out to pasture, is this like a way to kind of bring them back, put them on a, a, a on a playing field and allow them to compete again with again, people that are kind of at their same age and 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 skill level? Well, I think one of the things that I always knew would resonate with the audience is, you know, their their physical skills might diminish, right? They 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 might not be as fast or as strong, but their personalities have only gotten sharper and yes. only gotten better. So, I think one of the things that I'm so glad within the editing that they're hitting on is All-Stars is kind of like a comedy. You know what I mean? It's for as much as a, a competition and like there's some strategy and backstabbing. Deep down, it is a comedy. Like, you you know, people not being able to do stuff or almost yes. freezing in cold water or their bodies. Season washed. one was amazing. Episode one, season one, I literally felt like a kid again watching I mean, again, yeah, they've lost this. Some of them have lost this step, but watching everybody try to do an actual challenge, because from what I heard, I wasn't there, but from what I heard, they were told, listen, you're going to go, you're going to be playing camp games. Right. We show up, you guys show up, bounty, right? you guys show up day one. And that was a legit challenge. I mean, swimming, diving, endurance, cold water, freezing cold water, freezing, freezing cold. cold water, and just watching everyone fail. But have a having a laugh while they're doing it like that. And again, to, to, to your point, it, it was the, you know how it is. There, there's, there's people who are like sound bite machines. Right. And there were people back in the day that just, I mean, they were just built differently and they would just always have these one liners. Um, and I think that's kind of what's lacking these days. And just listening to the commentary and, and, and watching them. It was amazing. It's funny. You said episode one, season one. So entertainment weekly, just named episode one of All Stars, the top 30 TV episodes of the year in television, not just reality TV, in all of television. So Entertainment Weekly nominated top 30. So it, it really resonated not only with the fans, but I think with the critics and like just the fact like like Ace wondering why he's going into an elimination where- Poor Ace, guy just can't catch a break Johnny, every season. Johnny, he's in a water he's in a water challenge and he doesn't get his hair wet. Watch it back. He doesn't even go underwater. He swims uh, out and then swims back. I'm like, you don't even get your hair wet. I'm like, come on. But he, he, he can't catch a break, that guy. But he's, the, he's one of the best characters, man. But like, I just think, you know, I'm hoping in, for the future of All-Stars, I'm hoping that 
Paramount Plus and the Buna Murrays of the world, listen to the fans and listen to the critics and keep this thing going because, again, I've never not seen a, a, a positive response and a positive comment for it. So hopefully they just don't get caught up with these crazy spinoff ideas that, uh, you know, I, I don't even think they're needed at this point. But it's like, I just hope they keep keeping the boat forward, moving ahead. And because and, I, you know, I've had so many people reach out to me since the last show wanting to do this. And they're big, big names. So I don't want, I don't want to, cheat you know cheat the audience of what we could possibly have can't we cannot be cheating the audience man and what's and i think the most impressive thing about all stars is this show was basically created by you on twitter with the hash with with the hashtag we want ogs and who would have thought that that one that that simple hashtag would would gain that much momentum with fans that it would actually turn into uh, to to to, to a, a viable product. And you are not only a cast member, but you're a producer on the show as well. Uh, I've always said that I'm like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an embedded producer, but you don't see my name on the credits as a producer. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive that you did that, man. How did that, how did that, I guess, take me through like that, 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 that transition from that going from a hashtag, a, right. a, 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 right. a, a Twitter trend to actually being a viable product. It is, it is a great story. And I think it was part of it is the timing was perfect. I mean, the timing, it was so teed up for this that I knew it. And when I did that, I think the tweet was just basic, like, Hey, who would we, who would be up for an all OGs challenge? You know, two to three week shoot, blah, 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 blah. Hashtag we want OGs. It went crazy on Twitter. Then yep. us weekly reached out. We did the us weekly article. Then people magazine reached out. We did the article. So then then it started going crazy, like Entertainment Weekly, uh, E News, um, Variety. So it before the, the funniest thing, the most amazing thing was it was a it was an it was a show before the show was even a show. Like the idea of it being the idea alone, people were chomping at the bit. So I basically, you know, I reached out. I had some, once that article came out, I had some production company friends of mine reach out to me. One of them was, do you remember the shows on VH1? Like it was Flavor of Love and I oh, Love yeah. Money. So like he reached out to me. His name's Scott Tate. He was like, hey, we can do this. And and I, you know, in terms of good faith, I reached out to Bina Murray and said, hey, you know, Scott Tate, who they know, I said, reached out to me and wants to move forward. I wanted to obviously talk to you guys. And I remember I left him a message. And then the day after Bina Murray called and they said, look, we're not going to let you do this with anyone else but us. So yeah. we then created the partnership. They were, you know, my dream scenario would be to do it with BMP because they're like family to me. You know what I mean? Like, And they know, I mean, listen, and they've already, it's, it's already tried and true, man. It's like, they, they know, exactly. they know the drill they've got. I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing the Dallas Cowboys in Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to Dallas and I'm doing the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. So yep. they yep. were super supportive. They were 100% behind me. I flew out and met with, with, um, Julie and all the team and she was awesome. So like it was, it had a lot of wind behind its sails. And the one good thing about doing that on social media was it kind of mitigated the risk of doing it. Right. I mean, it, it takes away the risk of a show if half the, you know, half a million people on Twitter are fucking freaking out about it. So yeah. Yeah. Paramount plus was the first, they, they were looking to launch something new and fresh and it was one of their first flagship shows. And you know, looking back on last year, Paramount Plus was the biggest growing business 
of all businesses in terms of like HBO Max, um, to, uh, TikTok, like it was, and I really feel like uh, All Stars was a huge part of that. I mean, I, I do. So it was amazing time. They were searching for something like it that was still nostalgic. And um, I mean, I was doing it either way. Put it that way. Like, yeah. Yep. If for some reason they didn't want to do it, I was like, I'm finding a way to do this because I know there's an audience and thank God that they embraced it as much as I wanted them to. So it was awesome. Well, we got two seasons under our belt. Uh, you know, no spoilers, but there's, there's rumors going around that there may be a season three coming out at some point. And I like, like you, man, I just hope that they, uh, they just, they just keep this ball rolling because I really do think that there is a massive uh, part of uh, the fan base, myself included, um, that just that 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 gets just an, an an insane amount of entertainment value out of watching the familiar faces, man. Still still doing still. It's it's almost like watching Mike Tyson get back into the ring. Remember right. when he got back in right, against right. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. and like you're literally sitting there being like, oh my god, what am I about to see? And there yeah. was just something about watching him get back into the ring. Obviously, listen, the guy is a little bit slower. He's not he's not the same Mike Tyson, but. Just watching that, it, it was—it's uh, very similar to the same to, to the feeling that I got watching, uh, you know, All Stars. So I agree, and I think I think the, the the biggest feather in our cap moving forward is people people actually tune in and they laugh and smile, and and, and there's not a lot of you know there's not a lot of explosions or we're calling yeah. them agents or yes, they're deactivated. Yes. It's 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 dumbing it down to the purest form of. Hey, you know, let's have these guys swim or, or do what, you know what I mean? It's a, it's but a, that's really- what made, but see, I've, that's what made the challenge. That's what made real world. That's what made it such a phenomenon in the first place was its simplicity. You didn't need all that. You didn't need the gags and the gimmicks and all the bells and whistles. It was, it, it was all based. It was character driven. It was personality driven. And if you put enough wacky people in a house together, you don't need all the fluff, man. You're gonna yeah. get, you're gonna get, uh, you know, a, a, a an insanely viable product. And as they say, reality is stranger than fiction. So it is. It's 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 Cyrus in a chicken suit. You know what I mean? Like you don't <laughs> need much. Uh, but dude, oh, I just man. I'm so I'm so excited for the future. I'm excited for what I want to get involved in in 2022. Um, hopefully you and I can work together on some of these things. Obviously you're be perfect for a few of the things we got going on, but like, it's just, I was excited going into last year because I knew we were doing it, but like, I'm almost more excited this year because of what has been and what is to come. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love this thing to go on many, many seasons. I think at some point, you know, down the line after a few more seasons, we could have a real epic OGs versus new school type of Super Bowl blowout, um, which I think would be the biggest rated challenge they've ever had. That's, that, that's gotta, ha- I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna, it is it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. And, and, yeah. and like, you know, you and I always say this we wish you, you and I wish we could run the network because I feel yeah. like you, you, we would tee it up perfectly. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully oh, they dude. got a new, hopefully they got the right squad in there this year to see some of these visions that the fans would like to see and keep going. So I just, that's my, that's my wish for 2022 is don't don't fix it if it ain't broke. You know what I mean? You hear that? Any anyone out there, any execs, any producers who I know are listening to my podcast just to make sure that I'm not saying anything I'm not supposed to be saying. You heard it here first. Yeah. So hey, hey, listen, you're 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 like me. Look, 
I only have positive things to say about all these, all the execs I've worked with, all of the companies I've worked with because I'm doing what I'm doing today because they gave me my start and I, I would always thank them till, till I can never say thank you again because it was just, they had back in the day, think about it. They had thousands of thousands of thousands of people to pick from Johnny and they somehow picked you yeah. up. So I know. That, that like, I will never not, you know, be thankful for that. It's just, we won the, we won the lottery brother. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And, um, I'm super thankful for that. You know, we're, 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 we're not stopping yet. That's for damn sure. And here's to this episode of the podcast in 2022 being the best damn one yet. Yeah, um, right. I, I got to say, man, it's been an absolute pleasure chopping it up with you, Mark, as usual. Um, I'll be seeing you very soon here in yes. uh, in the Big Apple. We're going to be uh, we're going to be sending it to the moon coming yes, up here. Of so course. Um, listen, man, uh, congrats on everything that you're doing. Uh, can't wait to can't wait to, uh, you know, just watch watch your progress and all the fun projects you got involved. I will 100 percent be ready to get down in the kitchen uh, when you guys come calling. Um, so, yeah, with that being said. Uh, I'm going to wish you a fond farewell, Godfather. And thank you for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. Until next time, I'm Oprah and I love you. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.